Hello, everybody, and welcome to Spoiler Party. I am Claire. I'm Micah. And today we are continuing our Meg Langslow Christmas Mysteries series. Despite the fact that Christmas has come and gone, our planning and time management is on point. It is, as it is every year. Uh, always and forever. Um, today we are going to be talking about Lark! Exclamation point. The Herald Angels Sing. Mm, indeed, punctuation is important it is important <laughs> um but first i'm gonna turn you over to micah for this week's fun fact all right so this week's fun fact is not i don't know not super fun and also makes a whole lot of sense when you think about it with your brain the reason why winter time smells better than a lot of other times of year is just because you can't smell shit um the reason being that the smell molecules that are leaching off of the dirty trash can nearby and off of the rotten meat in the dumpster that you walk past and et cetera, et cetera. They just can't, they literally just don't move as fast. They move a lot slower and the molecules in the air don't transport them to your nose as much. And your nose doesn't smell as good when it's cold because everything inside uh, is working at less at a lesser efficiency. Therefore uh, in winter time, like the thing we associate with the like the crisp smell of clean snow, we don't actually smell that. What we're smelling is actually just the absence of smell in and of itself. Plus a little bit of humidity. Plus a little bit of humidity. Yeah. A, a pinch of humidity. But yeah. Yeah, because we were talking about this and my, my one like contribution to our brainstorming before we looked it up was that a lot of it is just like the stuff you dump into dumpsters just doesn't rot as quick mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. it's cold. And mm-hmm. so that's why it doesn't smell as bad, but I guess it's like a combo. Yeah. I still hold that mine is somewhat valid. It is valid. <laughs> it's just that like, um, yeah, but just in general, the smells are, they can't travel as far as fast. It's like, you know, when your food is cold, you can't smell it as well as when you True. warm it up. True. Because the heat, mole- the, the smell molecules are moving fast. <laughs> they come and attack your nose. I feel like me and the smell molecules have the same feeling about cold weather. Yes. It's you, the smell molecules, reptiles. I am a reptile. I'm clearly hiding under a blanket. I could use a heat lamp right now. Yeah. Uh, all, of, all of these various creatures look at the cold weather with the exact same sort of situation, you know? <laughs> Deep sigh. Yeah. Heavy sigh. So, yeah. So that's why the trash, that's why the trash can that's full of your Christmas cheer, uh, whatever, doesn't smell as bad. Also because it's full of cardboard as opposed to being full of food, but it's also full of food too. It's probably full of food and cardboard. Uh Uh-huh. I don't know. I don't know where this (laughs) got out of hand. All right. Well, that was, that was very interesting. I'm sure it was. (laughs) Um, So we're going to move on to talking about our book. Once again, Lark, the Herald Angels Sing. So we actually, once again, we were talking last time about how it's weird to open up with the murder having, or at least a murder having already been committed. Mm -hmm. In this case, the murder, I mean, essentially the murder has been committed. This, the dude hasn't hasn't died died yet, yet. but the murder has been committed. It's an attempted murder when we open. Right. Then becomes a murder. Um, And our victim is Lucius Plunkett. Correct. But we know basically nothing about. We know nothing about him. All we know is that he is from Clay County. And the book opens up uh, with, I think, a hilarious bit of dialogue uh, between the chief and, is it Vern as well? Uh, The chief, 
a Shifley, another Shifley, Meg, <laughs> all trying to figure out which of the like founding families of uh, of Clay County are involved in this sort of dispute because it's either a Dingle or a Wicker or a Plunkett and or a Peebles. It's a yeah, of a, Peebles. yeah the, also a Peebles. It could be a Peebles. Yeah. And I find that stuff hilarious. Yes. Yes. So they're like, they're the county that is even worse than what Carfilly was before they kicked out their very corrupt leadership. Mm -hmm. They have their corrupt leadership and they're just poor and just like in a, in a bad way. They're in a bad way. There's some like, no, it's not good natured, but just some, some jabs being thrown at Clay County's way. Um. Yeah, they are not good natured jobs. <laughs> the the people of Carfield claim that they are good natured jobs, but they are not good natured jobs. It's the same way that I mean, it's like us making good natured jobs in South Carolina. But they're not good natured. They're not good natured. Fuck them. They suck. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. That's fair. It always sucks when like you talk to somebody who's not particularly familiar with um, either the states or the South or whatever. And ask you where you're from, and you're like, North Carolina. And they're like, oh, like South Carolina. And you're like, no. Not at all. Not even in the slightest. I mean, not that we have that much of a claim to like. No, we're still better. Ooh, I mean, North, we're better. North Carolina not sucks. Awesome. <laughs> I mean, this, is not, this is not praising North Carolina. It is dragging South Carolina for being even worse. Okay, fair, 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 fair. This is still the better state to live in, and it's not close. We can still early vote. <laughs> They may have cut it down, but at least we still have it. Right. Um, so Clay County claims they basically already know who committed the murder, and they say mm -hmm. it's Mark Caverly. But our friends in Carfilly County have some questions about this because it's Clay County. And a, another, an important thing to, to note about why they have so many suspicions, not just because Clay County sucks, but also because 12 books earlier, Clay County sheriffs try to kill Meg I forgot about this until I was thinking about some of the other books. Oh, man, you're in right. In the series. Yes. It's been a minute. It's been a while. I know. I forgot about this. But yeah, some Clay County sheriffs tried to kill Meg um, in the, some kind of summer festival in Carfilly years back. Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. uh, we know that their law enforcement is to be trusted as well as anyone's law enforcement is to yeah. be trusted. Chief Burke. <laughs> Chief Burke, you're the problem. Um, Indeed. But um, Mark Cavalli has gone on the run. So Carfilly County is claiming to be cooperating and trying to find him. But really. Um, oh, they're trying to find. They are trying Carfilly to find him. is trying to find him. But they want to find him to, like, protect him. Correct. Not to turn him in, basically. Not at all. Um, they have the idea of having him bash a few mailboxes because that's mm -hmm. a federal crime. So mm -hmm. then he can turn himself into the feds. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and such other. Other nice little hijink notes. Yes, yes. Um, so our real suspects, therefore, are basically Clay County. Yeah, the whole thing. And specifically Mayor Dingle and Sheriff Dingle. Judge Dingle. D Re Judge. Reverend Dingle. There are a lot of Dingles in charge at the moment. Whoa. There's also like a Deputy Peebles. There's a deputy Peebles. Definitely a Deputy Peebles. Yeah. And like presumably the Plunkets are bad too, but actually our two like... Our two known Plunkets are dead and nice. Yeah. And, like, we, we, we come to understand that Lucius Plunkett was probably also, like... Well, yeah, he was cool on dude. the side of good, he which is how he good. ended up dead. Yeah. Although it's not really true in these books so much. I think I feel like he's one of our more sympathetic murder victims. Oh, no, no, no. I just meant, like, in terms of the reason why Clay County killed him. Oh, yeah. Because he was on the side of good. Yeah, he was working to, to be, like, a whistleblower. Correct. Um, 
due to Clay County's nefarious moonshine and marijuana business. Yeah, so we will get into it lately, lately, later. This book clearly has, well, the marijuana growing business is like a thing or whatever, right? Oh, sure, sure, sure. But like, this book has some ideas about marijuana that feel like um, were either edited in post (laughs) or or a self-edit because... Yeah, let's get into it. Okay, we're going to get there. We're going to get there. Okay, so we open up, or like more or less open up, whatever. Time is fake. Second cold open. Yeah. Um, Meg is directing the children's Christmas pageant, Mm -hmm. and they're doing a rehearsal, Mm -hmm. and then suddenly there's a baby in the manger. Mm -hmm. The baby should not be in the manger yet. Well, she thinks that the baby, we think think the baby is Robin's baby. Yeah, Reverend Robin has recently had a baby, and she's going to have him play baby Jesus. Mm -hmm. Um, Which would have been a ruckus. Despite the fact that he is colicky and yelling his mm-hmm. head off. Um, that should have been our fun fact. Colicky <laughs> isn't a thing. It just That's evokes. true. That should have been. There would be a thematic tie-in because I love telling people that, like, we don't actually know what it is. Right. We call it colicky, but it's, I mean, obviously it's just all baby, baby cries a lot. are a group of symptoms that we bundle together. Illness is fake. It's just everybody, we're just guessing at things, but, right, like, but colic more than many things yes. is, like. No, we, we, we don't know what that is. What is that? It's just baby cries a lot syndrome. Yeah. It's a faster way of saying baby mm-hmm. cries a lot. Yeah, oh, the baby's colicky. Oh, it's an it's a small noisemaker. Yeah, yeah. Is something wrong with it? <laughs> um, but yeah. So suddenly, baby. Somebody has abandoned a baby, and there's a note on it that implies that Rob's brother is Rob father. is the father. It implies it very heavily. Yes, it basically states it. Which creates the second big sort of uh, subplot of the book, which is, so Rob, our resident lady killer, uh, has a long-term girlfriend now named Delaney. They've been together long enough that if he had fathered this baby, he would have cheated. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And Delaney is a bit of a firecracker and uh, doesn't take time to wait for a second uh, statement. The first statement which was made, unfortunately, by Chief Burke, who did not know Delaney was there, uh, just asking for some DNA from Rob. Yeah, he doesn't even be like, hey, Rob, is this your baby? He just says, Rob, we're going to have to get your DNA. Delaney sees abandoned baby, Rob DNA, immediately puts it together because she's mm-hmm. very smart, mm-hmm. but then also immediately jumps to, like, the, death. Yeah, she just goes just all the way off. off. Like, m- how dare you? And then she leaves. Well, she doesn't say how dare you, but that's the implication. I mean, and then she bounces out. And then we just don't see her for the second, for the, until like the halfway point of the book. Again. Yeah. Yeah. She's, she's hiding out, um, cooling, cooling off or whatever. Mm-hmm. Rob's in an extra funk because he was actually about to propose. Yep. Yeah. Um, things have been weird lately though, because his ex-girlfriends apparently keep jumping out of the woodwork are in one case, a cake. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, you know. Fun times, fun times. Create some extra stress there. Mm-hmm. Um, but then the baby actually ends up getting placed with Meg, which brings to our very favorite character. Meredith Flugelman. And by favorite, I mean... Meredith Flugelman. <laughs> that really says it all. Yeah. Um, so she doesn't check anybody's seatbelts this time. No seatbelt checking. Uh, so the problem that we run into this time is that life is hard. And it's right before Christmas time, 
and all the foster parents are just all booked up and the only other person we could have even imagined getting to do some fostering broke her leg and so she can't foster right now and in fact her foster kids got moved to somebody else's house for the time being since she can't really corral them and so we have to give them to anyone who else is available and it just turns out that somehow meg and michael got put on the foster list they got approved they had pre-approval but meredith thought they were too unconventional or whatever right so she didn't actually give them any fosters just had them on like i guess the backup backup list right but they didn't even they weren't even fully no, she didn't even tell them yeah that they had, they had no idea that they're on the list at all yeah yeah so as far as they knew they had failed or whatever because when they when meredith because meredith starts talking about how the only people who are even possibly on the list that are available are unsuitable mm-hmm. and meg is like who she's like you because <laughs> meredith is a dick yep and then she's like, oh, let me give you all this. I need to drop by with all these, like, pamphlets and how-to guides and stuff. And Meredith's like, what? And then Meg's like, I raised twins. Right. Like, I got this. I got yeah. this. So Mer- like, Meredith Flugelman is just, again, just white-faced uh, at every time the baby's nearby. Yes. She uh, is not good with babies. We learned that once at the women's shelter... Uh, a woman handed the baby to Meredith to hold while she filled out some paperwork and Meredith immediately had to detach whatever she see like let her like spirit left her physical form she hot potato uh, the baby and just immediately dropped the baby to somebody else because she <laughs> could not she could not handle holding a baby for at all um, I mean not everybody's got to be a baby person but if you're going to be a um, if you know if you're the county's soul if you're going to be in like child protection you should probably at least like be able to hold a baby without freaking out that's all mm-hmm. I'm saying she hates babies and i am hoping that one day donna andrews gets us the uh meredith flugelman anti-baby backstory because i am oh curious. i thought you were gonna say i really hope donna andrews gives us this book in which meredith flugelman is either the victim or the murderer and gets her just comeuppance but sure that too i mean she's going to be the murderer <laughs> like that's what's going to happen so um but this is full of merit. Like the early part of this book is full of Meredith hijinks. So Meredith hijinks brings us back around to our earlier conversation about uh, marijuana. Right. Because Meredith f- decides that she wants to get this whole thing wrapped and get this baby out of her like jurisdiction. Yes. So she hears about somebody in another counter county who um, is saying their baby has been kidnapped, and she immediately drives down, grabs this woman, brings her back up to Carfilly. Without really doing any sort of no, you know, Meredith is a everything in triplicate person. This is what we, she checks people's seatbelts. We know this about her, and so for her to just drive somewhere, snatch up a woman who has not really actually laid any claim to this child, mm-hmm. um, and brought her back, um, and is ready to just give her this baby without mm-hmm. any identification, mm-hmm. without any corroboration, without like. Involving the no authorities. Forms, not looking at I not even looking at an ID. Right. Anything. Just give her the baby. Obviously it's her baby. She said a baby's missing. This mm-hmm. is a baby. Absolutely. Babies are babies. That's uh, she it's clearly, clearly her it's clearly her baby because she said so. Without looking at it. <laughs> at all. Uh Meg is understandably not down with this idea. At all. Um, she calls in Horace. Mm-hmm. To do who's in her house because everybody's in her house all the time. And he's eating. He's They're eating all lasagna. eating lasagna, and it just I really want some lasagna. Mm. We'll make some soon. Don't lasagna worry. is definitely on this week's meal plan. Yeah. Um, to do a DNA test, which makes Val- Valerie 
dash away mm-hmm. because he's in his uniform and she is a drug addict dun, dun, dun. who does the dastardly drug marijuana. marijuana. But so what's great about this is that the entire lead up to the part where so the whole time she's clearly out of it. We have all the signs of somebody who is clearly on the drugs right now, which mm-hmm. is what made Meredith's decision to do this so incredible in the first place. But like the list of uh, signs <laughs> that she is on drugs are it's basically not- in no way m- matching up to someone who doesn't weed at all. She's not like she doesn't smell like weed. She doesn't have red eyes. Yeah, they don't. They don't mention, they don't mention not- the smell. They don't mention the bloodshot eyes. She's not interested in the lasagna. Instead, she's interested in the candy. She has no munchies. Yeah, she wants sweets. She wants sweets, and her teeth are bad, and she is obviously on meth. She is tweaking the entire time. (laughs) She's on meth. So either Donna Andrews decided to, like, self-edit, or somebody at the publishing company. Yeah, we're also in rural Virginia. Yeah, and we're in rural Virginia. Come on. You're telling me that Clay County is not manufacturing meth. Give yeah, me a break. Right. This is clearly a meth bust. <laughs> but but she has paraphernalia, but we don't know. What kind said, of paraphernalia? Vern is like, aha. Paraphernalia. Vern is like, um, they didn't say a bong or no, whatever. Rolling clear, papers. It's clearly a spoon. Right. Um, like, we're out here. We know. <laughs> Y'all. So, the best way to read this book is to assume that Donna Andrews knows that using weed as a stand-in here is a little bit ridiculous but mm-hmm. this is just what had to be done right to fulfill whatever like yeah they keep the they keep the g rating i guess or whatever <laughs> i don't know um you know it it has a little bit of ridiculous whimsy is how i choose to look at it yeah it's just it's, no it's just it's hilarious i mean the first time we read it like we We're all both had the like exact same reaction of like because you get there because you're going through it and you're like meth meth meth, meth. meth. you know marijuana doesn't do any favors for your brain cells mm-hmm. and every and we just had that moment where we just sit around and we're like um yeah that has to be mess <laughs> like that's just it had to be so yeah uh so and that's she a, gets put into rehab yeah she gets put into rehab for mess <laughs> um i'm not saying no one has ever been put in re- rehab for weed i'm just saying yeah no it's just it's not it didn't it tends to go a slightly different way yeah um so yeah, no. So the reason why Vern is at the house is because the most important thing we learn in this book horse. But I keep st- I kept saying Vern. Sure did. Is Vern not around too? Vern isn't around at this point. Vern is around plenty in this book, but not here. Okay, my apologies. And Vern is no longer interested in dating Rose Noir either, right? Um. In. No, because Vern started dating the, the last book. Yeah, Vern started he dating was, the last the, book. He was, um, he was dating a desk clerk at yeah, Carefully, and I don't think it's really brought up in this book whether that's no, still going or not. Right, I wasn't sure. Yeah, but um, no, the reason that they're all don't worry, I got you, buddy. The reason that they're all there is that Horace is there, not Vern. That Horace is there is because and a bunch of shiflies in the woods. There's a bunch of and Caleb's in the house now, uh, eating lasagna around Dwayne. No, another Shifley that um. Just another random Shifley. Another random Shifley that that Meg did not know as well. Right, because we Dwayne she wouldn't know him. Yes, yeah, true. That's true. We know there's a lot of them out there. <laughs> there's a lot of so, Shifleys. Um, is because of obligate brood parasitism. Yes. Which is 
the most important term that we learned in this book. And I actually learned about it before this book, which is kind of fun. The most important thing we learned in life. Yes. Uh, specifically, this is about cuckoos. Yes. Um, and if you know what an obligate brood parasite is, it will help you understand why the bird cuckoo may possibly be associated with cuckoo. <laughs> Seriously. Because, uh, so for those of you who don't know, obligate brood, oh, your turn. Obligate brood parasites are animals um, such as birds, such as cuckoos, that lay their eggs in other birds' nests. Um, so some, so an animal that's a brood parasite might lay their eggs in their own nest and in other animals' nests, but an obligate brood parasite only lays their eggs in another bird's, in another bird's nest. So, um, so that's already kind of like weird, but then it's extra fun because the cuckoo will stick around and watch and make sure that its eggs get treated nicely. Otherwise, it'll go in and attack the nest and destroy all the host eggs. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, cuckoos, fun. Nightmare fuel. <laughs> so yeah. Meg um, gets taught this fun fact by grandfather. Mm-hmm. Not surprisingly, it's always either him or, or um, dad. But uh, and she makes, makes her think that probably Lark, which is the name they oh, are calling baby. the baby. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, her mom is probably stuck around to make sure that things worked out okay before she dashed off. Yeah, because we're already putting together the, we're already putting together the pieces that the situation in Clay County is not all that it seems. And so that's why there's a reason, Meg just is not assuming that like generic mom X is um whatever. I mean, she did, but like it's, it's tied in to the fact that like shit's weird right now right. in the world. So the Shifleys do manage to catch the mom out in the woods, sneaking around the house. Mm-hmm. Turns out it is in fact Mark Caverly's wife and this Babbins is Mark Cavalli's Babbins. Babbins. Mm-hmm. Dun, dun, dun. Right. Um, <laughs> so, you know, we go through a bunch of, like, convincing her that we're here to help, yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. She doesn't trust because she's one small town in Virginia, much the same as another small town in Virginia. Yeah. So. But then we start really getting into action when various groups of testosterone-fueled men and Carfilly decide they're going to stage rescue missions mm-hmm. to rescue Mark Caverly, who has now been captured by Clay County. Correct. And this is where we get the Shifleys, all of them. And this is where Ver- Vern. Vern tries to talk them out of it. And he goes with them. Which like, Vern. Vern, come on, Vern. dude. You know better. So there's um, a, a few trackers that decide to go from the Shifley clan. Mm-hmm. Vern follows them to try to help. Randall follows them to try to talk them out of it. Right. He at least had good intentions. Right. Um, and then. Grandfather, Rob, dad. Um, vet, Clarence Rutledge. Clarence Rutledge. And a couple of members of Blake's brigade. They don't get names. Well, yeah, they're just old dudes who look like Blake um, <laughs> wearing their pith helmets. Yes. Uh, they decide. Well, first off, they're out here wearing wetsuit ninja suits and stuff because they're about to go like full animal mission uh, on the situation. And Meg is like, the shift has already did that. So what makes you think you're going to be able to handle it? Right. And so they go out and they also get captured as well. Yes. So everybody's captured. Everybody's captured. All the men in Carfilly County are currently rotting away in Clay County Jail. Correct. All of them. Except for Chief Burke. (laughs) Except for Chief Burke. Yeah. And And he is just steaming. 
He is these idiots. super hot right now. As is Judge Jane Shifley. Oh, Judge Jane Shifley is having a moment right now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Which lets you know that all those times when Randall is uh, referred to as the, like, def- default unofficial head of, head of, unofficial head of the Shifley family yeah. is bullshit. It's definitely Judge Jane. But I guess she's not legally allowed to be the head of the... Uh, she has to stay kind of aloof. She lets Randall run the day-to-day, but, like, right. when push comes to shove, man. When decisions need to be made, we know that Judge Jane is the one who's truly keeping the gavel down. Absolutely. Um, which leads the women folk. To having a, like, you know... And specifically Meg. We really mean Meg. Yeah, by women folk, we mean Meg. <laughs> but what's great is that uh, I love, it's like, mom comes in, uh, oh, Grandma Cordelia is there, uh... You know, it's hard to even like list all the people that come in this book. It's a very character-filled book. It's full. Yeah, it's full of of callbacks to people we like. But um, I love when Mom walks in the door and it's like we have to do something about this. And Meg is like, "All right, cool plans, whatever." And Mom was just like, "Oh no, no, no! I'm leaving it up to you. This is all. This is on you, Hoss. Like I don't know. I want to see what you wanted to do, dear. Yeah. Meg's like, I don't know. Does anybody have any ideas what about what I would do? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Minerva Burke shows up and she's like. You know, Henry doesn't want doesn't want you. Um, he had an idea that you might be messing around with stuff or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I told him I was going to lead a prayer meeting or whatever. And that's just, uh, so it's like, I bet you're wondering why why I'm here and not at the church because I can pray here just as well as anywhere else. I don't see why I can't pray on my feet. Exactly, and so uh, Minerva Burke is in on is in on the mission, mm-hmm. uh, not knowing what it is yet. She just knows We're all just ready to do whatever Meg says. Right. Everybody's here ready to do what Meg says because chaos is happening and they can't let Clay County ruin Christmas. And I really appreciate like this, the whole like final like 35 percent of this book is just hygiene. It's like the highest caliber of hygiene. Though. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. the highest. Do you know? Oh, do you know why? I mean, I know you know why, but it's because it's heist. <laughs> it's because it's a heist. This I is, love heists. This is like, but it's it's a well laid out heist. Yes, you have there's yes. a goal we want. We have to get into the Clay County Jail. And we have to retrieve like eleven dudes, if not more. Probably more, <laughs> like thirteen dudes. Yeah, uh, out of out of Clay County's jails. Um, and we have to do we have to do this uh, uh, by creating a diversion of some sort. Although to be fair, at first the diversion was more about just delaying. Till the feds show up. Till the feds show up, because Chief Burke is working furiously this whole time to get, you know... There's a dirty fed who's been blocking his way, so he had to get dirt on the dirty fed via Delaney. Um, and the hackers. And the hackers. Um, and so they had to, so he's doing that first, and then once that happens, we get the feds on board and trying to get them to show up. So there's not a plan. There's not a... Because they're not idiots. The plan is not actually to break them out of jail. That just happens as a nice one happens. Yeah, that's a nice happens. But it was cute. It works out. That, like, it became a heist situation once things were underfoot. Yes. Um, well, it was always... It always had the high shenanigans going because... Oh, sure. We had Ekaterina with a fake truck. Yes. Um, we actually we have took a the power out of Clay County. Triumphant return of Ekaterina in this book. Yeah. She is amazing. And her twin sister, Oksana, or younger sister, Oksana, who yeah. is just Janet Carverly. Um, in a big coat. In a, yeah. Um, uh, doing Which a covert mission. Still manages to be an elegant coat. Don't, don't, oh, don't worry, because oh, it's a Katarina. It's a Katarina. <laughs> like, she got this. Um, you know, they're doing a mission. We got a couple of Shifley ladies. They have uh, drones. 
Mm-hmm. We have yeah. Katharina has drones for camera crew uh, purposes. <laughs> they they impersonate the power company mm-hmm. so, to so that they can't realize they're, they're infiltrating. Right. Brianna Shifley is like, why hope that people assume that there's a power outage when I could just go cut down a tree and make sure that there really is a power outage? She just rolls with a gas power with, the, with her chainsaw <laughs> and then makes a power outage situation happen because people be like that sometimes, and they're like, it's Clay County, nobody's gonna even notice. Um, <laughs> And so that happens. Um, they're very intentional about it. We run up all the women and they go and carol in front of the Clay County Jail. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's very sweet because not only is it this big like coming together of all these women, but a bunch of like Clay County people gather around and are actually really appreciative. They and like, getting they, into they the, like the carols because no one in town is doing anything like yeah. that. So they have a big because, you know, because Minerva gets the entire um, uh, ladies of the. Well, no, she does not get the ladies. She specifically grabs. The Sopranos, the Sopranos, the Sopranos, because Meg is just on one at this point in time. Um, she could have saved a lot of words. Uh, that this is where this is where Donna Andrews went a little bit. Um, Dickens, Dickens. I'm just like, I'll just put the words in here for increase the word count for my paycheck. Um, but it's just nice because you know we move from being like shitting on Clay County to like, I mean, still shitting on large portions of clay county mm-hmm, but it's like mm-hmm, hey there's mm-hmm. a bunch of people living here that are just like people they were just born here yeah they, they had the misfortune of being born here like rachel plunkett right yeah who's Ra- like works at the burger barn which is the burger disgusting barn trash heap and is lucius plunkett's sister mm-hmm. and she's like the inside spy in clay county right for the for car peeps yeah um and she ends up busting out of that popsicle stand immediately yeah she was ready to go yeah and she goes all the way over to Car Philly. <laughs> yep. yep. I get it, though. Uh, moving from everything you've known and loved your entire life can be like... Uh, yeah, she's like, I actually like this part of the country, and yeah. I know a lot of family and friends here. I have family here. and friends here. I, I just, just can't live in Clay County. I just can't live in Clay I County. Can't live around, I can't live by the Deagles. Right. I have to move at least 20 minutes away from the Deagles. Especially since, you know, they murdered her brother. Ex- absolutely. So one of the interesting things about this book is that we never actually really get an, a murderer per se it's one of the dingles yeah but we don't like, even know what, or, or or detective peoples it might have been him might have been we, deputy people we don't know yeah like it doesn't really matter because that whole like the mayor and the sheriff and all the deputies they're all in it yeah they're all so it doesn't crushed. really matter which one of them actually killed him right they're all a part of the conspiracy yeah um mark haverly the guy they're framing was supposed to come in as an accountant and help out the town or whatever, work, work with the town. And then he found out that they're doing illegal illegal things. And by found out, I mean, they immediately were like, hey, actually, we want you to launder money. And he was like, maybe not. And they're like, too bad, too late. You're already in it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so, yeah, that was how the situation uh, arose with him. Although at the end of the book, Meg has some some suspicions of her own that maybe he was less an unknowing Maybe he Innocent was yeah, less more, a, uh, a, hap, a hapless accountant and more a fed. Yes. A fucking narc showed up in Clay County. <laughs> they already had their suspicions. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, he came mm-hmm. to figure that stuff out. Yep. I feel like there's a little bit of accountant slander in this book, but like I'm willing to let it go. Yeah, there's a, there's a, there's a mild bit of accountant slander. It's not as much as innocent soul, but... True facts. I uh, do what you're doing this job. Let me live. Right. Um, the account was off. Fuck that shit. Anyway, we, we get to we get to end the book. We get Rose Noir with the sheep. Uh, she brings the sheep inside because she's worried about um, 
jail. He's worried about the sheep being a little bit. There's a lot of noise outside because of the because of the choir. The sheep might be overstimulated. They're a little overstimulated, so they're coming inside and they're just shitting everywhere. By the way, because she they the are sheep. they are well fed. Yeah, not not the prisoners. Who knows? Maybe they are. But <laughs> um, and so Meg decides that this is would be an excellent way to not sneak them out, but like brazenly just walk them out the front door. Yeah, she's so managed goes, to find the key to the cells. By the way, because they're idiots who deputy people left the keys right there um in well, the drawer in the drawer yeah and they all walked out to watch the carolers and be like what the hell is going on mm-hmm. but also because um oh, clay county has cameras. their security cameras streaming over the web mm-hmm. in like an extremely unsecure way yep so all you need is to find the ip address which is very easy to find because there's not that much data coming in and out of clay county so <laughs> another bit where delaney is like do you want me to bore you with all the technical details about all these arcane technical things like ip addresses mm-hmm, i'm like mm-hmm, shit mm-hmm. man even i know what ip addresses are and right, i'm not right. exactly like you know i'm not a tech wizard over <laughs> here but uh i've heard of an ip address but it's it's the genre yeah i know yeah absolutely absolutely i think rob can be uh the head of the massive gaming program gaming company because he has some cool ideas so you know that's how this works yeah um hopefully they don't do crunch at mutant wizards uh bad practice agreed uh anyway uh but yeah she just brazenly brings them all out everybody gets on the buses they all roll out of town and then the feds roll in and my favorite detail is that is that uh uh, the cameras are still rolling obviously because the they live some of the drones and stuff going so they have extra footage and all that kind of stuff and the sheriff peoples no sheriff dingle and deputy peoples and friends are all seen throwing poop at the feds when they come in <laughs> so you know that makes the charges a little like easier to stick because you know you're on camera throwing poop at people yep yep so, good job good job so yeah there was a that's a that's a it's a it's such a fun book it is extremely fun like the whole like the end of the book is like the like the most fun bit but like the whole book is fun like the the lark stuff is fun. It's uh, gonna been a heartwarming without being saccharine. Right, Flugelman is like just disposing of her. Is just fun. the worst. <laughs> she's terrible. Turns out she's not bad to hang out with when she's socked in a silence, though. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> like yeah, like it's a whole book is just good and full of good tidings mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. joy and et cetera. Et cetera. Yeah. Well, thanks for the Christmas season. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, there's probably things we forgot, but oh, such as such as life, we at least cover the things we wrote notes on. So, yay! We know the book is called Lark because the baby's name is Lark. The baby, her. the baby's name is actually Andrea. Yeah, it's Lark now. But uh, the the mom wrote a note, the note implicating Rob, on the back of a piece of paper where she was writing the names of Christmas carols, and her handwriting is terrible. So Hark looked like Lark. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So and now like, Lark's a nickname. Lark's a great name. She thinks it's weird at first, and then she it grows on her, but I think it's a good name. I think it's a good name. Oh, man, we didn't even talk about the women's shelter. Oh, yeah, the, the break-in and uh, Meg hitting a dude with a, with a ball-peen hammer. Yeah. The claw hammer. Claw hammer. And oh, I forgot her name. Um, the cook at the women's the, shelter. Yeah, the she's, women's shelter She's cook. cool, but I can't remember her name right now. Just with a J, but... Josefina. Josefina, yeah, yeah. She hits her with a... She, she crushes a dude's skull with a fucking cast-iron skillet. Yep. He's okay, we he's think. Fi- he's fine. He's yeah. fine. He'll be yeah. in jail soon. But it, there's a very, like, heartwarming bit with um, Meg and one of the young girls that's at the um, Better Women's Shelter mm-hmm. um, who 
like Meg had previously bonded with a little bit during a visit from Santa. By AKA, implying that um, dad. her father dad. is Ooh. the Clark Kent to Santa Superman. Yes. Which I appreciate as a tactic. But, um, so, uh, so when the, the, the dudes from Clay County break into the women's shelter and, and Meg and Josephina take it out, take them out, um, this inspires the young girl to stop only drawing pictures of monsters, but also draw pictures of people defeating them. It's and like, sweet. it just got my cold, cold trauma field childhood heart you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it was just like oh it was it's good it was it's good. good it was a good moment it's good yeah so yay yay um so we will be back with more christmas books that nobody wants anymore because it's not christmas anymore they'll get over it yeah yeah Look, these are evergreen <laughs> um see that's why at first i was trying to call it holiday holiday books because new year's is holiday mm-hmm Valentine's Day is a holiday. <laughs> Martin Luther King Day is a holiday. Absolutely. By the time we get the final one out. <laughs> oh, God. We only have two more left, you guys. Um, so the next one is Owl. A-W-L. Owl be home for Christmas. Did you say A-W-L? I probably did because my brain is just an outer space. O-W-L. Owl be home for Christmas. Yeah. See y'all next time. <laughs> <laughs>